Hello, hello, and welcome or welcome back to Let's Talk Hair, the Combed Education Podcast. My name is Araz. I am your host, fellow industry colorist. I've uh, been, in, been in the game for a while now. And um, every week I try and share some wisdom, share some knowledge, share some things that I have learned along the way to get me to where I'm at in my career now. I'm definitely a lot more of a confident colorist than I was years before. And it's just so beautiful on this side. And my goal is to um, help get this whole industry elevated to where you feel a lot more confident in yourself behind the chair. So on this podcast, we talk about mindset, we talk about social media, we talk about business life, we talk about hair color, all of the things that are relevant to um, our industry. And like I said, I speak from my own experience. So with everything on this podcast, take what works, leave what doesn't. I always say that. Take what works, leave what doesn't. If it doesn't resonate with you, it's all good. If it gets you to think a little bit different, cool. Okay. So today I want to talk about some hair color and more importantly, permanent color and when to use it. So I see a significant drop in the use of permanent color in our industry as more and more of you are choosing to use demi-permanent colors, semi-permanent colors, and deposit-only colors. While I think a lot of stylists are not likely to choose a permanent color right off the bat, I want you to know that there is a time and a space for permanent color. And today I want to talk about it. So I think the first problem is that a lot of us don't fully understand how hair color actually works. And we fall victim to marketing and sales strategies versus knowledge and education. So we have many assumptions and opinions. And my goal is to drop some education into the mix, right? So because when like you're grounded, when you're grounded in understanding the whole picture, then you can make an informed and educated decision on what you are going to use for the job in front of you, not based on opinions and assumptions. So when you get the big picture, you can make a choice because you understand instead of making a choice because you don't know any better or you're assuming or somebody told you to do this and that. So when we're talking about permanent color, let's talk about first, what makes a permanent color permanent? Huge misconception, lots of misunderstandings, want to clear this up a bit. So the permanent part of the color means that it will permanently alter the hair. It does not mean that the dye molecules or the color will permanently last in the hair. It does not mean that it will not fade. It just, when you're using permanent color, it means that you are permanently altering the hair. You're swelling the cuticle and you're permanently changing the structure of the hair. The dyes will still fade. And the rate at which they fade depends on the canvas and the texture and the porosity and your formulation. They will still fade. Dyes fade, okay? It is inevitable. There is no color. There is no color 
that will stay on the hair permanently, except for maybe splat. And for those of you that know, you fucking know. <laughs> Even black, when you put a blue black on somebody's hair, it will not remain blue black forever. It eventually will fade. The permanent part means that the hair is permanently being altered. Okay. What does that mean? It means that the hair that the color was before the coloring service will permanently be altered. And likely once those dyes fade out, that hair will now be lighter and warmer than the natural virgin hair. Permanent color contains alkalinity. Actually, actually, all oxidative color contains alkalinity. Oxidative color means you have to mix it with developer. All color that you have to mix with developer contains alkalinity. Bottles and tubes of color need that alkalinity in order for those dye molecules to survive and not break down and degrade. So permanent color contains alkalinity. Um, and so it's the alkalinity in the permanent color that allows the cuticle layers to soften and swell, to diffuse, so that the developer can do its job in lightening the melanin and ultimately making this whole hair color process happen. Now, the alkalizer that is typically used in permanent color is ammonia. If your permanent color is ammonia-free, likely the alkalizer that's being used is MEA. Now, ammonia is the strongest alkali, and ammonia, when mixed with developer, will soften and swell the hair, diffuse those cuticle layers, and allow the most amount of lifting um, of the natural hair. So this depends on the strength of the developer and how alkaline the product is. For example, a high lift permanent color will give more lift than a level six permanent color. That's because a high lift color has more ammonia, has more alkalinity versus a level six. A level six has more deposit. A level nine, 10 high lift has more lifting ability. So anytime that you are dealing with a scenario where you need the cuticle layers to soften, swell, and diffuse, you need to lighten the hair and deposit further into the cuticle, permanent color is your friend. Let's talk about some real life scenarios where permanent color is actually necessary. So number one for gray coverage. Gray blending is a different story, but if you're wanting gray coverage, especially on resistant hair, permanent color is your friend. When you can understand what happens to the hair when it begins to gray, it makes sense on why you would choose a permanent color for coverage. Gray hair, especially resistant gray, has excess cuticle layers oftentimes, and we need those excess cuticle layers to swell, to expand, so that we can get a good deposit of dyes. Alkalinity is what swells the hair, is what expands the hair. It's what diffuses those cuticle layers, and permanent color has alkalinity. So alkalinity is what swells the cuticle layers, so then it makes sense that a permanent color with its alkalinity is necessary for gray coverage, especially on resistant hair. Another scenario, real life scenario where permanent color is necessary, this is an obvious one, anytime that you wanna lighten the natural hair. 
So a demi-permanent and a deposit-only color typically uses either AMP or MEA as their alkalizers. These alkalizers don't have enough muscle, enough strength to allow the developer to release the most amount of oxygen to create lift and undertone. So if you're dealing with a client who wants their natural hair to be lighter, permanent color with ammonia must be used to do so to get a a lighter result. You can get it with MEA. It's not going to be very light. You might get one level of lift. Okay. But with alkalinity, you're going to get a lot more lifting ability. So a demi will not lift enough unless, unless, unless in the rare instances, if their hair is very fine and very light, you might get a little bit more lift. But if you have a client that is dark hair, that is wanting lift, you don't always have to use bleach. You could use hair color, permanent color with alkalinity. That is going to soften and swell the hair, and that alkalinity is going to allow the developer to release its oxygen so that it can fracture melanin and give you undertone lightness. Make sense? I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, another situation where permanent color is your friend is anytime a client has a very low porosity hair or a very tight and compact cuticle. Remember, when we are using any kind of oxidative dye, whether it's permanent or demi-permanent, the deposit happens beyond the cuticle layers getting into where the cortical fibers are, okay? So if a client has very low porosity hair, that cuticle is tight, 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 it's going to be very difficult. A, it's difficult for it to absorb water, let alone hair color. Okay, so when those cuticle layers are so tightly compacted, even depositing darker, you will need some form of alkalinity to swell the cuticles just enough to allow the hair color process to happen beyond the cuticle layers. I've seen this before where somebody sent me a DM and said, hey, Aras, I used whatever brand, demi-permanent color. My client is a natural level seven, wanted to do a natural level four. Put the color on, demi-permanent, processing solution, low developer, whatever you want to call it. Nothing happened. Why? Well, once we did a little bit digging, she realized that that client's hair was so low in porosity that the dyes didn't even get to do anything. Like it didn't even get in anywhere. Nothing happened. It didn't even get darker. So in that scenario, permanent color is your friend. Okay. Now I want to talk about a couple of unconventional ways to use permanent hair color. So these are just like the standard, okay, makes sense for gray coverage. Okay, makes sense if we're trying to lighten. Okay, makes sense if there's a little bit of, we need some swelling because the hair is so, so low in porosity. Those are the make sense scenarios. Let's talk about the unconventional, doesn't really make sense, but it works scenarios. Base bumping, okay. You don't need a special product that is designed for base bumping. Say that again. You do not need a special base bumping product, okay? All those are, are highly alkaline colors with low volume developers. You can achieve the same thing using a level nine ash or a level nine neutral with a 10 volume to base the bump and tone highlights. You don't have to get a Base bump cool, base bump that natural level four, base bump for this, like that. It's just high alkalinity color with low volume developer. Same thing. Okay. Same thing. 
Okay, another unconventional way to use permanent color is doing a longer lasting root melt. So I know this is going to ruffle some of your feathers, but I'm here to tell you this. Just because you use a demi to do a root melt or a smudge or stretch or whatever the fuck you want to call it, even if you use a demi, it will still band when you lighten in the darker colors. A level five dye load, a level five is a level five, whether it's a demi or a permanent, it's still a level five. Both in demi and permanent will have their challenges when lightening up a level five. So using permanent color with a five volume developer is going to allow these dye molecules to travel a little further into the hair and not wash out as quickly. This is my experience, okay? The key when doing this is to stay on level, maybe one level darker, okay, uh, than what your client's hair is for your formulation. So if the natural level is a six and you want to root melt and you, you want it to last longer, you could use a six. If they're a level six, you could use a six or a five for a longer lasting root melt. So the thing is though, if you use like a level nine on a natural level six for a root melt, you open yourself up for the possibility of creating a base bump. This is with permanent color. But if you wanna do a root melt and you want it to last longer, you could use permanent color on level or one level below to do a longer lasting deposit. Either way, if you're melting or smudging or root stretching with a level five, it's going to be a bitch to get out regardless. So you might as well have it last a little bit longer with permanent color. Okay. Um, using permanent color or high lift color is a great way to shift out old faded color. So remember, permanent color is alkaline. Alkalinity allows the opportunity for lifting. So if you have a client with browned out ends um, or someone who has like overused purple shampoo and to the point that their hair is like dark and dull, permanent color or high lift color is a great option to shift out some of that old color, to shift out some of that brown out, to shift out some of that over deposit of violet. Um, to, to get some of that out, okay? So we all know this, right? Color doesn't lift color, got it, cool. But alkalinity and permanent color with 10 or 20 volume can shift some things around and lighten your canvas just enough to brighten it up, okay? You don't always have to use bleach, high lift color, high alkalinity color, time and a space, this is a great way to use it, okay? Um, and lastly, an unconventional way where you could use permanent color is um, using permanent color with a low developer to tone a global bleach out. So because permanent color has the ability to, to offer some lift, even with a low volume developer, because it's the alkalinity that does the lifting, right? So if you ever do a full global bleach out and your lift is maybe not perfectly even, or uh, it's a little like half a level, whatever, a permanent color or even a high lift color with a low volume developer can even out your canvas while depositing the toner to help you create a beautiful, even and rich blonde. 
So if you were to use a demi-permanent liquid color and there's any kind of banding, it's going to show. As the color fades, it's going to show. So using a permanent with a low volume is a great option to tone your global bleach outs, to use for a root melt, especially if you have lines. Like if you created foil lines, a permanent color with a low volume developer, a great option for a root smudge, root melt, root stretch, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. So um, I wanted to, to put this out there just to offer some perspective, because here's the thing. If you want to bleach and tone everybody down with a demi-permanent color, cool. Like I am not here to tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your business. All I'm here to do is share some perspective. And I think just because I've been in, in this industry for as long as I have to see the downfall of people using permanent color out of fear, out of not being educated enough, it's sad because there is a time and a place to use permanent color, to use it properly, to use it correctly for a certain result. And so what I want to do is shine the light on it today, give you a little perspective on when you would choose to use permanent color and that you don't always have to use a demi. Time and a place for both. I hope this was helpful for you. If you did find any value in this, please feel free to share. Um, tag me uh, if you are on any podcasting platform. If you could rate and review the podcast, that helps me uh, get out there and more people to see my podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Y'all know the drill. And if you don't want to, that's totally cool too. Like it is all good. Um, I'm here to just share what I know and and shift some perspectives around so with that i will catch you guys next week